Morning. Joining us now at our studios is the superintendent of Northfield Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. It's great to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me again. Let's talk about. Uh, you had a school board meeting, yeah, of course, we last did. night. Every uh, every other Tuesday, or not no, every other no, Tuesday, Mondays, a couple of times, Mondays. or Mondays, oh. uh, a couple of times a month. Anyway, don't want people to show up tonight because it's city council night. <laughs> it's so. Council night tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Start uh, starting off. There were a couple of. Uh, Announcements yeah. and acknowledgments uh, in the uh, to start things off with. So we did a little recap of you know some of the winter um, activities and just a couple of things that I'd like to point out that I know haven't been pointed out or I don't believe I've been pointed out on the air yet is that uh, you know one of the areas that Northfield uh, High School is just dominant in in the region and very competitive in the state is knowledgeable. So think about knowledgeable as kind of the old quiz bowl series you know that you think of from you know the sixties and seventies and. It's, you know, they ask an academic question. There's several different areas. Um, you buzz in, you know, you give your answer. There's some, a written component to it. And, you know, so for several years, our knowledgeable teams have just, I think, domination is the only word to use uh, for southeastern Minnesota. We swept the top three spots in the region, and those three teams uh, went to state. And uh, while they didn't win the state, they didn't defend their state championship this year. They had won the state championship last year. All three teams did very well. So, you know, we just want to congratulate uh, our knowledgeable students, and they just do a great job. And, of course, every superintendent is uh, really proud to say that we dominate and knowledgeable. So congratulations to those kids. And then, you know, I I think we all know, you know, how special of a student-athlete Maggie Mollick is, but... Um, I understand she's Northfield's first ever uh, Athena Award winner, and uh, the Athena Award recognizes outstanding Metro senior female athletes. And as many people know, uh, you know Maggie had a very successful season, uh, senior season in hockey. She was the 2022 Minnesota Senior Goalie of the Year, the 2022 Herb Brooks Award winner, winner, and of course led her team to the state tournament. And she'll be playing hockey at St. Thomas uh, this fall. So congratulations to Maggie. We're just so proud of her. Um, and being such a great representative for our community and, and a lot of the things, all the things that are right, right with kids we see in student athletes like uh, Maggie. Yeah. And then I really want to thank KY Men for talking with Catherine Nori last week about the upcoming Arts a la Carte. And uh, if listeners haven't had a chance to hear Catherine talk about Arts a la Carte, I encourage you to go to the KYMN website uh, and listen to the podcast. We're also sharing it on our social media channels. But it's been a couple of years since we've had Arts a la Carte, and we kind of think of Arts a la Carte as the Super Bowl, if you will, for our high school art students, and the entire high school becomes an art gallery. And uh, for listeners who have small kids, there's a lot of great hands-on activities uh, that your young kids can do in the cafeterias. Uh, there's all sorts of senior artists who are demonstrating you know, what they've done. There's a Maker Fair as part of it this year. It is really a true Northfield community event that was on hiatus for a couple of years because of the pandemic, and so... I just encourage all those people listening, please get down to the high school, April 22nd, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., Arts a la Carte. And if you really want to hear someone who's passionate about education and talk about how the arts play a central role in developing uh, you know, students, listen to that podcast on KYMN's website uh, with uh, Catherine Norrie and Rich Larson, just an outstanding description you know, of how the arts make a difference for people. So 
I hope people will show up in droves for it. Yeah, absolutely. A wonder, wonderful event. It's good to see it back after a few years of the pandemic. And there is a nominal fee, but just it's, okay. it's pretty nominal. I want to acknowledge one more that I, I haven't really yet, but I would uh, like to uh, congratulate a longtime Raider football coach, yes. Bubba Sullivan. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's uh, for being inducted into the uh, Minnesota Football Coaches Hall of Fame, certainly deserving. Yeah, we announced that last night, too, at the board mm-hmm. meeting. And again, you talk about someone who has made a significant difference for kids. I mean, of course, Bubba won over 200 games uh, as a football coach. But think about that for a minute. You know, with roughly 10, 12 games a year, and that's only expanded in the last, you know, maybe decade or so, you think about winning 200 games, and I think people think of that as the impressive part. But if you think about all of the young people that Bubba has um, really had a tremendous influence on their lives, there's so many people you'll run into when they, we talk to them about attending Northfield High School. And if they played football, they automa- I played football, not just in Northfield High I played football for Bubba. And that is a, a real point of pride for a lot of people. So as educators, we always hope, can we make a difference, right? Every day, can we make a difference for kids? Can we make a difference for our community? And, you know, Bubba clearly uh, has done that. And he didn't do it to get into the Hall of Fame. He did it because he cares about kids and wants them to be sex- successful. And not just the the football players. One of the things that's always been impressive about how Bubba ran his program was including many different people as part of it. And so whether it was the managers or the other people who helped with the game, um, just an incredibly kind and gentle person who really wanted the community to rally around and um, include them in a pretty cool experience on Friday nights in Northfield. Yeah, absolutely. All that and a good coach, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he won a few football. games as well. Yeah. But I think winning is yeah. good, but yeah. you know, developing people is far more important. Let's, in talking about developing people, let's move on uh, to uh, graduation rates. Yeah. Uh, you ha- got some numbers out for the uh, graduation rates for Northfield High School students. So I think that, you know, so what happens is the Minnesota Department of Education uh, releases the graduation rates basically almost a year later. So just last week, the Department of Ed announced the graduation rates for 2021. So let's take a dial back and remember that graduating class of 2021. Uh, that's the group that in the spring of 2020 um, had, you know, their uh, junior years disrupted in mid-March when the pandemic occurred. Um, and then they worked their entire senior year and probably what you know, will be the most disrupted school year of all of our lifetimes. At least that's what we hope. You know, if you remember the school year 2020-21, uh, we had planned for three different learning models. We think that those kids who were seniors in that 2020-21 year, um, for most of the year, they came to school in person a couple of days a week and learned at home uh, the other three days. There were probably six weeks or so uh, where those students were home with distance learning from November through about mid, you know, kind of late November through mid-January. And then, of course, they came back fully in person for the final quarter of the school year last year. And so when you think about, you know, what the class of 2021, um, you know, went through in their senior year, I'm really proud to say that 96.7% of uh, Northfield High School seniors graduated. So that's only 10 students out of the 334 seniors who didn't graduate on time and of those 10 students who are not graduating in four years over half of them are going to continue towards their diploma so the state reports graduation rates in four five six and actually even seven year rates um, this year the state average was 83.3 percent and that was down a bit so you know Northfield at 96.7 percent for our high school um, and at 83 percent for the state average uh, looking very good also want to report that uh, according to our internal data, um, 
when we look at, we always, of course, look at our different demographic groups. And we look across the district and our different demographic groups. Um, our Hispanic graduation rate was 97.7% uh, in the district this, this year compared to, um, actually, it was Northfield High School, a 97.7% compared to 69% for the state average. And I think that that uh, is a number that we've looked at for some time. And we know the TORCH program and there's some really great community effort has gone into uh, making that a standard practice. And so that's just something that we've reported on over time. And so I just, you know, want to share that as well. Uh, the Area Learning Center, uh, Northfield's, uh, we have two high schools in uh, Northfield Public Schools, the Area Learning Center and Northfield High School. The Area Learning Center, their graduation rate did drop a bit this year, but it was to be expected. Um, students who attend the Area Learning Center, uh, it's an amazing high school, uh, the 2017 Minnesota Alternative Program of the Year. There's a number of different uh, risk factors that uh, allow students to enroll at an Area Learning Center, one of which is uh, credits, uh, being behind it a little bit in credits. So we saw fewer students graduate in four years last year from the Area Learning Center. But when you combine the students who graduated in four years from the Area Learning Center plus the students who are going to continue next year, we're at the 90% level. So what that shows is that the Area Learning Center has created this environment where kids want to be. And so while not every kid is going to graduate in four years, and the expectation of that uh, is just it's just not realistic, right? And so we have a great opportunity for kids to continue past their four years and continue to earn that diploma. Um, so between you know the kids who graduated at the Area Learning Center in four years and those who are continuing to toward their diploma, that's at 90%. So um, that shows the kind of caring environment. I just, when you think about that rate, um, I want to congratulate the class of 2021. Um, they showed perseverance. They showed determination. They worked very hard. I want to congratulate their teachers and the other support staff at school, their parents. I mean, this was a tough thing, and, and people powered through it, and they did. I mean, they we got them to the point where they could graduate um, the Northfield High School 96.7% on time, and over 60% of those 10 students uh, who um, didn't graduate on time are continuing. So well, good, we think news. good news all the way around, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Good work. What well, job well done. Let's move on to the uh, budget. You gave kind of a budget update last night. We're still a couple of months away from the new school year and passing a, a, a probably not a couple months away from passing a, a full budget, but it's it's on the horizon. Yeah, so just a, a very brief recap. We've talked about this budget prioritization process a number of times, Jeff. So just to remind folks, um, you know, we are looking to adjust our budget by about four and a half million dollars over the next couple of years in terms of reducing expenditures. It's, it's due to a couple of reasons. Uh, we are seeing declining enrollment, about 400 students less we are expecting over the next 10 years. Uh, we also have had uh, chronic underfunding from the state of Minnesota, and I'll leave that alone for today because I've <laughs> expounded on that a number of different times. And we are responsible stewards of our taxpayer dollars. And so to use a hockey analogy, we need to skate to where the puck is going to be in terms of the budget impact of uh, the reality of having fewer students. Uh, we're starting the pot process from a position of financial strength. We've reserved about just under $2 million of our COVID relief funds for this budget stabilization. We also have a very strong fund balance, and we've managed our money well. As you know, we have a prestigious AA-plus bond rating, most recently from Standard & Poor's. So the actions that we're taking are what responsible organizations do. It's not fun. It's going to impact programming. It's going to impact people. But at the same time, we have to take these steps now with a sense of urgency to avoid any kind of budget emergency in the future. We've brought together over 60 people over the last couple of months to provide us feedback about what are the things that are the most important 
to fund in the Northfield School District so that we can achieve our vision and our strategic plan commitments and benchmarks. We now are operationalized right now this past week. We've been two weeks. We've been operationalizing what those committees said, and we'll be putting out a budget plan um, most likely later this week at the latest early next week. The board will formally hear that list of program reductions that accompany this budget plan on Monday, April 25th. That will be publicly available well ahead of time. Um, what I want to say is that there's nothing in the school district that we do, and I can really say nothing, that doesn't have value to people. It may not be everybody, but every program that we have has value to people in our district, their children, um, as a community ed, you know, all those things, everything that we run has value to people. So I, I don't want people to, I don't want to mince words. There are going to be programs that people have valued or positions that people have valued that we will have to discontinue. It is just the reality of it. It's, um, if the, all of the, uh, the quote unquote fat was cut a long time ago, Jeff, and yeah. we're very efficient out of 502 charter schools and public traditional public school districts in Minnesota, we rank 469th in the amount of money we spend per pupil on administration. So we run the school with a very lean team. We put the vast majority of our money directly into the classroom. Obviously, that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. um, but we try to run the district very efficiently um, with a focus on outcomes for students. We just have to adjust to this new reality. So the 25th, the board will hear that, um, that report. They'll we'll ask them to formally vote on those uh, program reductions on May 9th. And then what we'll do in between is we'll get you this date. Um, we're identifying a date to where we can have more of a community forum where people can come and talk in small groups and give feedback. So that's where we're, we're uh, headed right now, Jeff. All right. Superintendent of Schools, Matt Hillman, with us. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, you, you talked about, well, security cameras were on the agenda last night. Are we in need of some new ones? What uh, What's the story behind that? Yeah, so the, what the board voted last night was to simply allow us to accept bids for updated security cameras. So... Um, we're a large organization. We've got seven buildings and uh, we, of course, you know, have security cameras to help make sure that we are able to review anything that, that may need to be reviewed. And so the system that we have is over 10 years old right now. We've been planning for over a year and a half to look at um, how we might replace these. And so we're going to replace uh, the ones that need to be replaced and we're going to update the software. As anybody who has a home computer knows, you know the software that you use today is very different than the software that you used 10 years ago or 8 years ago. And so we need to update the software, which is the, the biggest part of it, um, and then uh, update the cameras. We have older analog cameras in most of the district. And so a new software system, uh, some replacement cameras for the existing, and then a modest increase of cameras. I think before this project, we have a total of 162 cameras or something like that in the district. And at the end of this, it'll be at about 190. So not a significant um, you know, expansion, but we really just use uh, surveillance systems and you know, outside the buildings and in common areas uh, within the school. So this is just a step to, again, do our due diligence to make sure that we are uh, investing in that infrastructure in a way that is reasonable and responsible. Uh, of course, the new Greenville Park building has all new cameras already, so those don't need to be replaced. We've lived in that building for a couple of years now, so they'll do a little bit of adjustment of the placement of those. Um, but we're just going out to get what the bids for those that particular system, and the board will hear it at May 9th. All right. Uh, we're just about out of time. Any final sure, thoughts? Any other things you'd like to speak of? No, I just I want to thank, uh, you know, KYMN for, you know, allowing our school district leadership to continue co to come uh, to the radio station and talk about various uh, aspects of the school district. So, you know, so far right on the KYMN website, you can hear from Cole Nelson, our director of buildings and grounds. 
You can hear from Hope Langston, uh, who is our director of instructional services, who talked about this really, which I've talked about several times, the letters um, uh, program, uh, language essentials for teachers of reading and spelling, game changer and how we use brain research to help uh, teach uh, reading skills. Um, and then most recently, Stephanie Strummy did a wonderful job talking about our child nutrition program. And so um, every Tuesday morning, you're going to have somebody from the school district and you're lucky a couple of times a month. That's not me. So we'll be <laughs> queuing up the next folks here. But we thank KYMN and helping make sure that we are able to share a broader perspective of what the school district does and how we serve kids throughout the community. Well, thank you for helping bring people in here and uh, uh, let people know what's going on within the school district. So that's much, much appreciated. And we'll be talking to, I'm sure, somebody uh, in the not-too-distant future. Superintendent Hillman, thank you so much for coming in today. It's much appreciated. And we will talk to you again. I guess uh, the next school board meeting is... April 25th. April 25th. April 26th. All right. Thanks, Northfield Superintendent of School. Dr. Matt Hillman. Rich coming in in just a moment or so with local news. Here's MNN. Minnesota News Network. I'm Brent Palm. Open burning of brush and yard waste is now prohibited in 14 central and east central Minnesota counties. The DNR's Alyssa Reynolds says March, April, and May is usually the highest risk for wildfires. Basically due to 